Hey there, I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash, we review the JLo film, The Mother, discuss how Gamora came back to the MCU, and talk the travesty that is season five of Marvelous Miss Maisel. So remember to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Stick around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome into another episode of Our Taste is Trash. I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. And Jade, I uh, I think the movie that we reviewed this week put me in a bad mood. Yeah, and I, same. I feel like George in Seinfeld, like, uh, <laughs> I need to air some grievances. 100%. <laughs> I've got a lot of things to say about a lot of things. A lot of things yeah. You people. Yeah. <laughs> First off, Jade, I think we should start with Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yes. I know okay. that we reviewed this last week. Mm-hmm. But you and I, I think we're equally confused. I thought it was me. So we talked about no. this on the show. And we were talking about Gamora. This is what we're upset about. Yes. Okay. Because I defer to Jade, as you probably know if you follow the show, <laughs> to all things Marvel. Because I, I follow at a surface level. Like sometime yeah. in 2015, I got tired of Marvel movies. And I will still watch them. But, like, I'm hesitant. I'm usually not a first, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy 3, this is the first time I went to a premiere in a long time yeah, for a Marvel movie. Yeah, you know what, same. Yeah. Like, I it's think just, so, yeah. We talked about it. Marvel fatigue. It is. But when fucking Gamora showed up in that film. Dude. I, I, I was, was so like, lost. Wh- why? Why are you here? Yeah. What? And, and I was like, okay, you know what? And, and I'm watching it thinking, I don't want to say anything because I'm going to be the dummy. <laughs> and I, I don't want to look like an idiot. So I'm going to be like, you know what? It was... I chalked it up to it was either something I forgot, mm-hmm. which obviously I did, yeah. or I bet it was one of the end scenes that I just fucking forgot three movies ago. Ugh. They probably had a conversation and did some teaser and it threw back to some comic and I was like, right. you know what? And with you know right. all the shit that's on Disney Plus right it's now. It's just a lot. There, there probably was, I was like, you know what? It probably was in one of those shows. They probably mm-hmm. brought her back for one scene and I just fucking missed it. Je- and so Jay, me and Jade are talking about this and Jade, Jade like even you yeah. right we're confused well that's the thing is like yeah like normally I am on top of this but I could not for the life of me figure out how the hell she came back in Guardians 3 because I was like she, we, we talked about it. she wasn't in Thor Love and Thunder where we saw the Guardians at the beginning she wasn't in the holiday special so I'm like where has she been this whole time and like why does she have no memory and then I, I kind of like clicked a little bit where I was like, I think she's like from another timeline, but I couldn't figure out how they got her from another timeline. Like I was just so lost. And then we we looked it up and it's in game when they were doing the time heist. They basically went back in time, found Gamora, convinced her to turn on Thanos, brought her out from 2014 to I think 2019, which is when in-game premiered yes. so she could fight alongside them against Thanos. But unlike, you know, I, I feel like everyone else had the same thought because at the funeral scene, she was not there. And we're talking about Iron Man's funeral. Yeah, yeah. Iron Man's funeral. We're, like everyone was there. Yeah, Gamora everyone was, was not pictured. We have not heard about or seen Gamora since this. So I think everyone was under the impression that she was returned to her own timeline. And that would have made sense because like, I still remember Infinity War, right? Like, she died. And that was, I remember that was holy shit. Like, I remember that was, it was intense. Right, yeah. And we knew there were stakes. And, like, 
that's what's good about some of the later, what I forget what phase, phase three mm-hmm. Marvel movies. Yeah. People started dying. Yes. And you were like, wow, holy shit. We've, moved, real now. we've evolved in yes. the Marvel story now. And it's not just superhero movies where all the bad guys die. Good guys, guys are, are dying. dying. Yes. And like, it's it's like it matured. And you're like, holy, you would watch a yes. Marvel movie during that time and go, Again, holy fuck. Stakes, people. Stakes. This gives us stakes. And then, so my other thought was like, Okay, so if she was returned to her own timeline, Thanos would have never killed her because they defeated Thanos. Therefore, she would have aged through the timeline the same. But then I'm like, but wouldn't she have already met Peter Quill because the same events would have happened since 2014 till now. So had she met Peter Quill before, but the relationship was different? Or is she still the same Gamora from 2014 now living in the future? And therefore, she never establish that relationship between Peter and the Guardians like you know what I mean there's just yeah. so, many, so many unanswered questions and then they do like a little joke in Guardians 3 where they're like oh yeah remember how you like came back yeah and we don't really talk about it or whatever yeah, I, I don't understand because Marvel does such a good job at teasing even the smallest most minor you know events yes. or characters yeah. where they're nods to either the comic books or they're nods to, you know, other series that they have going on, whether yeah. it be in Disney Plus, like in a TV series or mm-hmm. something else. I don't understand how such a major character could confuse so many hardcore fans. Thank you. Because I was like, maybe I'm not into it as I thought I was. But then when we were reading articles, it looked like there was like a vast majority of people couldn't really explain oh, this either. There are multiple. I mean, it's not just so like many one articles. blogger that's upset. It's no. like there are actual like Yahoo wrote wrote a yes. fucking story about <laughs> yeah. it. Screen Rant wrote, wrote a story about it. I mean, yeah. people are genuinely confused as to okay, if you were going to bring her back and establish her in such a major role yeah. in this Avengers movie, why like not explain what the hell happened? I mean, you know, where she been know, this whole time? Honestly, the holiday special would have been a perfect time. To yes. talk about that. Because then it could have set us up and gone, oh, shit. Hey, guys, by the way, Guardians 3 is coming out and Gamora's fucking back. And I would yes. have been like, holy shit, what? Like, right. And then we could have been like, okay, now we know what to expect and now we know the story. Or again, Love and Thunder. Another opportunity. The, the fucking Guardians didn't do much of anything in that goddamn no, movie. No, they were just in the intro. Why not throw Gamora in there real quick and be like, hey, by the way, fucking Gamora's back. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't get it. It's just yeah, it's I think it was a miss. It was a huge miss on their part, especially for a long awaited film. Like Guardians has a pretty Dude. large following. Guardians is awesome. Like yeah. and and two, again, I said this going into it. I was a little hesitant just based on the fact I wasn't the biggest fan of Guardians Two. Right. Loved one, two was just okay. They brought it for three. I mean yeah. it was amazing, except for fucking Gamora. Yeah. I don't get it, and I love I love her as an actress. Like I I yeah, love so her character. Yeah, it's great. And, but... and I was I was incredibly devastated when she died in Infinity War. But also, I do feel like it takes away a little bit, like that death. You know what I mean? I think it takes away that emotion because you like because if you go to do a rewatch, you're not like heartbroken again. You're watching yeah. it being like, oh whatever, she's not actually. She dead. comes back. Yeah, so you're like as not a different person. Yeah, it changes that scene for you. I think. I, I mean, are we just at the stage where we're bringing everyone back? Like, is Black Widow coming back at some point? I w- Dude, I wouldn't even be surprised, to be honest. I, mean, I really don't. Is Scarlet Witch coming back? You know what I mean? Like, what? Are there stakes anymore? Wanda is coming back, right? Is she? I thought she was dead. No. Well, there's Mad Agatha. Mad Agatha. So I wonder if... 
I don't know. I guess we'll see. Didn't I she die? Know. Am I wrong? Did, didn't she die? Now I can't remember. Oh, my God. You're making me question <laughs> everything, Josh. Is, is oh, it, my God. I think that for some reason, Endgame is just a black hole in my mind. I don't know why, you know what? but it just is not I think there. for me, it's because it came out in 2019. Oh, right before the world pre, fell apart? Pre-COVID, yeah. And you know what? I My brain reset. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Much like the uh, what, what do they call that the the time break in the where everybody snaps and comes back. The, yes, yeah, the the, snap. That, that's what it is. Yeah, that's, it's just, just like those past five years didn't exist. So for me, it's like twenty twenty till now is a different world from pre twenty twenty. Well, let's talk about another show that we're also aggrieved. Uh, egregious? No, what am I trying to say? We're not happy with. Yeah, I don't know how to say yeah. fancy words. Jade, I haven't even really watched. I watched the preview just so we could have a conversation and yeah. kind of get caught up. But what has happened to Dude. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I... Wait, I, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Marvelous Mrs. Mar- Maisel. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. It's driving me up the freaking wall because literally this was such an amazing show. And, you know, when we knew that this was going to be the last season of the series like the series is ending i expected them to start tying up some loose ends and start really just finishing out midge's whole like story like i thought we were going to see her finally get the big break that she's always wanted because that's what the entire show has been about it's the fact that she wants to break into comedy but she's having a hard time because she's a woman and you know trials tribulations all that but instead this season they're focusing on the most insane asinine things they keep doing these time jumps to the future which shows us a very bleak fucking picture of midge and what her life was like after she got famous and i'm like i don't want to know this i don't need to know this that's fine if that's what you had in your brain but i just wanted to see midge make it thank that's you all I that's care all about. i wanted to know and then on top of that they keep showing us these pointless fucking stories in the past where i'm like I don't care about this. This has nothing to do with anything that's happening in the future, anything that we know that's going on. It has nothing to do with Midge's career. It was cute and they were fun in previous seasons. But now that we know we're coming to the end, I'm like, why are we focusing on this? And not to be an asshole, but I'm, I'm going to be. Uh, <laughs> for most of the show, let's face it, we didn't really focus on Midge's kids right i mean yes they were there yes she was trying to take care of them in the sense that like she's trying to work it out with her husband but they weren't the they weren't they weren't the focus and And that's that's fine that's That's fine i don't know why they've taken such a central role in this season we've had entire episodes dedicated to their storylines and i don't care i don't care it adds nothing to the story that i want to hear about exactly i'm like look Look, sure, can I look at that and rewatch it and be like, yeah, her kids didn't get a lot of attention. They're probably fucked up now. Sure. Obviously, they were going to be fucked up. Yeah, but like that wasn't the point of the show. That's not what we're here for. We're here to see Midge make it. And like that was so frustrating to me because I'm like, oh, so now, now in season five or whatever, you want to focus on the children? Like they were never. Also, on top of that, too, I'm like, I've always was under the assumption as well that like we didn't see those family scenes because they weren't important to the overall story so like in my mind i was like she probably spent time with her kids we're just not seeing it because am i wrong but aren't we trying to talk about a woman in what this 50s 60s 50s and 60s yeah that 
A had got a divorce from her husband, which yep. one huge thing to overcome right there. Yes. Then didn't want to immediately remarry yep. and wanted to have a career of her own yes. in a career that wasn't really a career at the time that was mainly men. Yes. Like, you know, th- those are the obstacles that we want to see her overcome exactly. in all the seasons. And we're focusing on all these other arbitrary things like yeah. her fight with Susie. I mean, yeah, okay, I get it. You had a falling out, but we were just dwelling on it. I don't care yeah. about these things. No, same. And it's they're all things that happen in the future. And I'm like, I don't care. I want to see what made her go big. And I want to see her kind of have that moment of like, this is it. I've made I, it. And I you did end it myself. Yeah. The fucking show. Like I, yeah, so it's like last episode they were just going in this weird direction. Like they're showing like her mom's like future business in the 70s and then just like weird shit with like what's going on, like drama between her and Gordon for the Gordon Forge. I'm like, where are we going with this? We have two episodes left. It, like, I, I don't get it. Do you think this is just Amy Sherman Palladino doing what she does yes, at the end because of shows? she fucked up Gilmore Girls horribly in the last season and when they did a reboot, not a reboot, but it was like, it was like a couple episodes, they, right? They, well, so they brought it back for like, it's called, it was called A Year in the Life and it was supposed to be Where Are They Now type of thing. It was just yeah. one season on Netflix and she royally fucked that too. I was like, you were destroying these characters that you made us fall in love with, that you established who they were and then in the end, you completely took all of that away from them. Even like multiple marriages that we find out that Midge has. Yes. That's not her. No. Like, that... In in no way is that the character that we fell in love with. No. Like, she, she fell in love with Joel. Yes. We still know she's in love with Joel. So, yeah. like, I would have been okay with just that. Same. With just her having a couple of boyfriends, with just her yep. saying, you know what, I still love this. But, like, her being married all those times and getting no. divorced, it just it doesn't d- make sense. No, especially because, literally, she had that whole thing with Lenny Bruce. You could tell that they were in love with each other. And what happened to that? It, well, that's exactly it. Like, they just basically ended that at the beginning of the season and the whole reason that that relationship didn't happen she literally says i want to make it on my own merit and if i am dating you people are going to assume that you opened these doors for me and i didn't make it on my own and essentially that's her whole reasoning for not being with this man that she clearly loves so she fucks her doesn't really fuck around but a little bit with tom fucking ford like it's the same goddamn thing but, but the, worse that's the thing is i'm like what is this what is this relationship with gordon ford what are they do what are we doing here because we have two episodes left so i'm like is she gonna fuck him is she not gonna fuck him like what is it because she tells him the same thing she goes I'm not going to have a relationship with you because I want to know that I made it onto your show because I'm funny, not because I'm fucking you. And I'm like, that's great. That's who her character is. And so, yeah, to her have these arbitrary marriages in the future, I was like, why? Doesn't what are we doing? And then, like, the, she's selling wigs in the future. And, like, I don't I don't I get it. it. I don't fucking get it. I hate uh, it. Movie review. First look. Let's go on and take a first look at our movie this week, which <sighs> is The Mother. I'm not going to give too much away because this is what's has us angry uh, that we watch this. Is <laughs> Jade, can J-Lo act anymore? Oh, my God. Or does she just not care? You know what it is? I think she doesn't care. I think she could still act. She's pulled out amazing performances. Like, my favorites are her performance in Enough, Angel Eyes, and The Cell. The, ce- the Cell's incredible. The, ce- the Cell is unreal. One of my favorite favorite yes. like you know killer thriller whatever you want to fucking call yeah. it it is out there i love that movie it's like, outrageous and to think that j-lo is in that film is and nuts. she's amazing she's incredible in that movie so we've seen her we know that she can act 
this to me feels like a paycheck. She, I think her last couple of movies have just been paycheck movies. Dude, it feels like everyone in this movie was just cashing a check. The, Every single person, the editor, the sound guy, the fucking camera guy, like everyone in this film. We are so blown away because the reason why we chose this film was the cast, the writers, the director. Everyone here is a star. We got Jennifer Lopez, Amari Hardwick, Josephine, Gil uh, Garcia Bernal, Edie Falco. Isn't that Edie fucking Falco? I was just going to say, Edie fucking Falco to be in this film. Yes. She is a multi-Emmy award-winning actress. She's yes. amazing. She's incredible. And it, like wasted so many actors. in the whole fucking film. Yeah. Gail Garcia Bernal is in like 10 minutes also, of Also, I'm pretty sure he either won an Oscar or has been nominated for an Oscar. Thank you. I think he's an award winner. I think Joseph Fiennes too. Yeah, he at least has an Emmy. Like, he, for uh, sure. For sure. So... Yeah, and then the writers of this have all written incredible films, award-winning films. Hunger Games. Hun- yeah, Hunger Games is one of them. We had, um, oh, I don't even know. The, well, we'll regardless, get into it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I was just, I was very surprised. Yeah, well, we're going to talk more about this. It's There's a lot to cover. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, come right back. We're going to talk about our movie this week, which is The Mother. It's streaming now on Netflix. Feature presentation. Where's my baby? You wasted FBI time trying to cut a deal for yourself, and seven agents were killed. This conversation now takes place on our terms. Adrian Lavelle and Hector Alvarez are still out there. You and I both know the only way you protect that child is to disappear. And if I don't, they'll find you, both of you. Our movie this week is The Mother. It's brand new on Netflix. I think it's a Netflix original, isn't it? It is, yes. All right, well, there we go. Well, mm-hmm. that might explain a little bit of our uh, problem here. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know what this film is and haven't turned on Netflix in a while, in fact, I don't think Netflix is even promoting this very highly. They know exactly what I this is. I had to search for this, Jade. <laughs> Usually it's right on my... Usually right at the top. Yeah, and it's not. It's not. So what is this movie about? says, while fleeing from dangerous assailants, an assassin comes out of hiding to protect her daughter she left earlier in life. All right, we're going to make this short. Uh, guys, this is not great. Um, um, I'm we're just going to go straight into trash. Spoil. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Do, we, do we have any treasure before that? Do we have anything good, positive to say about this? Um, I think, you know what? I've got one. Uh, Joseph Fiennes getting beat by women again. That's nice. It's always nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he kind of has that second time he's had that role with uh, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Gets beat up. That's fine. I, I like guess, seeing it. I guess, like, I liked the wolf. Oh, the wolf was nice. I mean, like, using a real yeah. wolf versus CGI wolf. Made me, made me a little sad. That that's part. that's my yeah. only treasure. Yeah. Is Do we I, need that whole story? No. I need, have a whole... Need that? Like, Josh, we, we I spend, have a whole note about that fucking wolf. There, said, there's easily a short... There's a short film's uh, content in this film. To, it's 20 minutes, right? At least 20 minutes on the wolf. Focusing on this fucking mother wolf. I, I don't... It, I wrote in all caps, not the wolf. What is this movie? What is it? Is it fucking White Fang? Th- thank this? you. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, uh, maybe some of the fight scenes like were a little dramatic. Sure, the actions were pretty pretty decent. I did like when that one uh, assassin got smushed like a ketchup packet and he kind of split. <laughs> do you see that? I was like, there was a lot of blood that just came out of his body. Like, what just happened there? <laughs> I did like the one kill when she kicks that guy's chair over and his neck goes into the bottle. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was nice. Yeah. I mean, the the with the pregnant scene was pretty graphic where oh. she gets stabbed yeah, in the pregnant was... belly. Anytime a pregnant woman gets stabbed or shot is pretty graphic, I it's, feel like. It's just shocking. It's shocking. Yeah. You're like, 
Oh, God. Like, God. it's one of the worst things you could do. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, just stab me in the face. It's like a puppy getting shot. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the worst. That's that's the worst thing that can happen on screen. Dogs and horses. Like, yeah. you know, like... And horses, like, I'm a, Whoa! Like, I don't enjoy it. No, right? no, no, like, no, no. I don't enjoy it, but, Nothing like, dogs... Mm. pisses me off more than, like, in a war movie when, like, oh, you just straight up shoot the horse. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. Why? Or in like a uh, in a medieval movie where instead of going for the guy on the back of the horse, they just they like, stab the horse. Right there. Yeah, and that every it gives me every time. Mm. I'm like, why? This what is, is what this is more horse? fun to talk about than the actual movie. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go skip ahead one more time. Best performance, there isn't one, so we're just not even gonna talk about that. I have zero. <laughs> there is no one I didn't that even gave put a good one down for that. Yeah, you're right. So let's talk about the trash because that's what we're here. That's for, what we're here Jay. for. Yeah. yeah. Jade, kick things off here. Oh, my God. Okay. First of all, the the logic of this film makes literally no sense. And I will dive deep into this because basically the story starts out as Jennifer Lopez is a She's an arms dealer, a broker, or whatever. Is she? I don't think they ever fully explain no, what she actually fucking does. They kind of do. So basically, how she met, uh, what's his name, Adrian, was she was serving in Afghanistan. He was like a soldier in Afghanistan. And basically, he was like, yeah, um, so my retirement plan after getting out of the war is to like sell arms to like these warlords. And she's like, <laughs> cool, can I join you? So he's like, great. So then they do that. And then that's when she finds Hector, who is is basically he has a bunch of fucking weapons and so she's like oh Hector let me hook you up with Adrian so he can like sell your weapons for you but meanwhile she's fucking both Adrian and Hector and then which doesn't make sense because there's not one sex scene in this whole fucking movie no Josh I'm so confused and, like they say that several times several but I'm like, times and even when they meet it's not like they act like they've known each other no they, ever. Don't, they don't act like they've had they've seen each other naked or touched no, each other's bodies absolutely not and then on top of that it's her, the paternity of her daughter's question the entire time They're like is it adrian's or is it hector's but like neither one of these men seem to care that that's probably their daughter yeah so i'm like so then what's the fucking point um so then but essentially she goes to the fbi after she gets pregnant because she finds out that adrian is trafficking children and she's like whoa guilty conscience even though these guns are being used to kill children but now that there's real children in front of me now i'm like <laughs> only because i'm pregnant so yeah she goes to the fbi with amari hardwick and like this to us this is the first time they're meeting and she's like trying to explain to him like the what's going on between these two men and what they're yeah. doing but they don't get time to do that because immediately they're attacked everyone in this fbi safe house is killed there's like 12 fucking men and they die immediately like, yes. they're all just standing there and like then, but but somehow pregnant j-lo can be is unstoppable yeah and then... Oh, wait. Let's not forget, oh. Jade, the mo- one of the most insane scenes where she saves the FBI guy's life yeah. by pouring a bottle of super glue <laughs> into this gaping... Like, what Giant is shot with a fucking 50 cal? Like, he has no lung. Open wound. She fills like, half a bottle of fucking super glue and just squishes it together. He gets shot in the goddamn chest. Like, also, part of his organs are missing. You're telling me in an FBI safe house there's not a single first aid kit? Like, like anywhere? Or some goddamn, like, I don't know. Some bandages, staples. I don't know anything, dude. It's nuts. But somehow she makes a homemade bomb, and that was wild. Yeah, and then like Adrian finds her, stabs her in the stomach. So you think, oh my god, this baby is like a goner. But no, she survives. And they're like, we're gonna put your daughter in Witsec, but fuck you though. So somehow she gets away. I'm like, she is a fucking arms dealer. Why is she not in prison? No, this she is, didn't give them age. Like, what? So this is no. This, there's one thing that okay. I love in this. Uh, one thing that I can't get over is they're in the hospital, mm-hmm. right? They're in the hospital, and 
you know, J-Lo's character, the mother, is all fucked up. Yeah. You have the FBI agent who's fucked up in another room. And we get Edie Falco. It's the only scene she's in for like five it, fucking seconds. Yes. And she's like the head FBI person and yeah. comes in and tells J-Lo, you know what? No more deals. We were trying to make a deal with you. This yeah. is how things are going to be. You can go fuck yourself. And gives her a minute to think about it. Walks out of the room. We never fucking, by the way, we never fucking never see, see her again. Again. Never know that's what she's, it. that's it. Gone. Gone. She could have died probably. Yeah, she could have fucking died. <laughs> we don't fucking know. But J-Lo, instead of going to find her and make her deal with the person who said, just literally said, I am in charge and this yes. is what we're doing, goes to the wounded FBI agent and says, here's the deal that I want and this is what I want from you. I would be like, J- what are you talking J- about? That guy doesn't know anything about a new deal. He almost died. He probably he's, he's been dying. in another hospital room. He doesn't know what the fuck is going no, on. But he's like, yes, yeah, yes. And I'm like, Whoa. also, I'm like, how is she negotiating a deal with them? So we that none of that makes any sense. So obviously, it's like 12 years later. She's she's been living in fucking God knows where, Alaska, just killing animals in the woods. I guess whatever. And then she just gets a letter that's basically like a flight on an air cargo, like hangar or whatever which by the way somehow she manages to bring an assault rifle on this flight you i don't mean, i don't even see she, she's she in cincinnati flight because she got Josh. into a car with the fbi guy and they just drive to fucking ohio thank you because no so what no they're in ohio in ohio so she goes from alaska to cincinnati ohio that okay. was the flight and then he picks her up at the airport we never saw her on an airplane so we never know how she gets this this fucking sniper rifle <laughs> this assault rifle how does she bring it there? How does she get it there? So anyways, they get there. And then the most insane scene in the entire world happens where she's like stalking her daughter at the park, brings the gun Wait, with oh, her. Oh, is it stalking her with a sniper rifle? Yes. Pointed down so, at so, her family. So no, first she's just looking through this, the, the site. Then when she sees the vans, then she symbols the gun and puts okay. the sight on the gun. I will say. But regardless, she f- <laughs> she open fires into a park filled with children. Yeah. And I'm not just talking, there's like two or three kids there. This was a, a birthday party. full park with like 40 or 50 kids, like children, children. under the age of 12, yes. running around with their parents. Yes. And also her daughter is there yeah. with her parents. And she's just, and she's just, I mean. I don't care how good of a sniper you think you are. Who? All it takes is one person. Like if you're shooting from that far in a. People are running. Like I'm, I'm not yes. talking. Like I'm not talking. People are just like oh, milling around. Like no. people are sprinting, running. Like, all it would have taken is quickly. someone to run the wrong way and yep. step in front of that bullet. Dead kid. Dead. Thank you. Like yeah. yes, I was. Dude, I'm surprised that scene got by censors. To be honest, with the amount of like gun shootings and that happen dude. on a daily basis in America, you're gonna have a movie with a sniper who's allegedly a good guy yes. shooting into a crowd of families? Are you fucking insane? Dude, it was nuts. So her daughter gets kidnapped and then, again, this makes no sense. So they go to Cuba because they determine that Hector has her. And th- then Cruz is like, oh, we're going undercover as a married couple. But that never comes up again. It's never used. There's never... Why? Why are they married couple? Because literally they go in the dark of night and they just 
like raise compound. Yeah. Also, I'm like, is this being sanctioned by the FBI? Why would they send one guy? Why would they send the one guy and the fucking assassin that was? I'm pretty sure the FBI doesn't operate outside the United States. They do. That was the other thing. I was so confused. I was like, this is CIA. Why? Why even be the FBI? Because also, if she's if she's an arms dealer brokering arms in other countries, this should have been the CIA in the first place, or ATF. This should have never been the FBI. I don't know why they said this was the FBI. So they get there, and she fucking kills Hector in 0.2 seconds. So that's like we never see Gail Garcia Bernal. Like he basically isn't even in this movie. Also, if you don't know who that is, I mean, this is the reason why we're so angry about this. This guy, I mean, the first time I ever saw him as an actor was probably in the Motorcycle Diaries. That. Which he's, oh. he's, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, 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 yes. He's amazing in that I film. I forgot he's in that. Right? He's, oh well, he's really young. That was like 2004, yeah. five, something like that. Yeah. But then it's also earlier in his career, what is it? Yitu Mama Bien? Is that yes. What it is? Yeah. <laughs> Yitu Mama Tambien. Uh, another great film. I think that was like his breakout role or yeah. something like that. And then Mozart in the Jungle. Mozart in the Jungle. I think it was like a big one that. And I mean, he's great actor. Great Yes. I, I look for him and stuff sometimes and I'm like, oh, great. Like, yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. Won, he's won two BAFTAs. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, come on. He, but he's in this movie for like 10 minutes. He was so wasted in this film. Also, I'm like, again, back to thing. Like, Cruz is just murking people left and right. And I was like, I don't think FBI agents can just kill people like that. Like, I don't know. And I don't, look, I can suspend disbelief for sure, the action parts. Sure. But it's just, the mere fact too is this movie just felt like I, I could feel the edits in my mind. And what I mean by that is like, Same. literally there would be cuts and I'm like, oh, end of, like in my mind, I'm going end of scene, beginning of next scene, yep end of scene, beginning of next. And it felt like that there was, exactly what the it transitions was. were so clunky. It, sometimes it might've been one or two lines no. of dialogue. Sometimes it was just like, oh, we're back yes. in Alaska again. And you're like, yes. well, There's what like the There's like no fuck? explanation. Like, so after they rescue her, first of all, they're just driving her back to her house what like hello this her entire situation has been compromised she was already kidnapped once why would you drive her oh, back oh the child yeah yeah zoe sorry yeah, yeah. they're driving zoe back to her house i'm like okay but you know adrian's after her so and obviously her location's been compromised why drive her back to her house then cruz fucking dies which by the way this man has endured so much protecting this fucking bitch like he got shot in the back he got stabbed in the back and now he died and they also try to force this weird relationship between, like, him and J-Lo that never actually happened. Because there's no intimate moments between them ever in the film. Like, for one no. second, they have dialogue, and that's about it. Yes. And then also, the most insane thing happens, I had to note this. So, this is after, like, Zoe is, like, with them, and she's literally Googling, like, about DNA. And I was like, girl, the Google's not going to tell you j Lo's your mom. <laughs> Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was the most insane choice to me. Also, why did we all of a sudden take a turn like this was, you know, what is that movie with uh, Natalie Portman, Leo the Professional? Yeah, like Leo the Professional why or like did, Hannah. Yeah, why did we turn into... So it became, what happened like a training montage. Is, yeah, there's a training montage between the mother and her daughter where she's training her how to shoot and do all these things. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why are we doing this? Because you're supposed to be protecting her. Are you going to set her up to be an assassin? I Thank don't you. fucking understand. That part was so fucking weird. Like when she brings her back to Alaska, I'm like, why wouldn't you just set up a new life between you and your daughter? Instead, she's like, I'm going to train you how to kill men. Why? What? 
and like mind blowing. Like by the, the whole way, po- the whole point of her, the mother's character, is she's like, I don't want her to know what I do. I don't want her to be involved in this. Yes. What the fuck are you doing? And not only that, but I'm like, it doesn't even come back into play. Her daughter no. doesn't even use any of those skills. No. She's like kind of like fights one guy but immediately overpowers her because she's 12 um right and she doesn't like snipe anyone she just uses a shotgun which i'm sorry but any 12 year old could pick up a shotgun and pull the trigger like i don't you know it just was weird it was such a weird but she didn't even do anything with the shotgun it happened for months because i didn't know how long this was taking place i was like is this a week is this a couple days and she literally said j-lo said months she's like for the past few months i said months months yeah and also, um, sorry, but you, I know you're trying to protect your daughter. You're a little irresponsible. You've taken her out of school, away from her actual parents who've been raising her for 12 years. and She's had no education this entire time. Yeah. And then when she takes her to the doctor, by the way, I have a whole thing about this because the whole reason their situation gets compromised is because Zoe gets bit by trying to feed the baby wolf cub and she brings her to the hospital. So and then when they're in the room, she, I guess, Zoe because Jayla wasn't in the room with her, tells the doctor her real name. And I'm like, first of all, she's a minor. So the mother would have been in the room think, with her I the think, entire time. Jade, think, I was so confused by that part because what? they only do one cutscene where it's yes. like, Jayla is walking into her daughter already in the room. And I'm I've like, I've already wait. been examined. I was like, wait. In stitches. A, who took her there? She did. But, but where did she go? Why did she leave? Because she's filling out the forms. This doesn't make any sense. I'm like, Thank wait, you. I'm like, wait, you took her to the doctor and then left and then came back again? Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You could have just stayed there with your fucking daughter the whole time. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, you could have been filling out the forms in the room, which is what my mom used to do all the time. Because the only time you're separated from your child like that in a hospital is like when you're going to the ICU or some sort of trauma room where like you literally can't be in there. Because but this they is have, fucking stitches. They're stitches. So I'm like, she would have gone into the back room with her. And she would have been the one telling the lies. Anyways, I'm sorry. Th- that's basically the logic of this movie makes literally no sense. The cutscenes are fucking insane. The ending was insane because oh, like absolutely the Adrian had so many opportunities to kill J Lo. Like literally, he had a sniper against um, Zoe's head, and he calls J Lo and is like, "I'm gonna kill your daughter if you don't come face to face with me." I'm like. Don't you just want to kill JLo? Just fucking kill her. You have a you you have an angle it, on her. And then when they finally are one on one, he could shoot her, but he's like, "No, we're going to fist fight." <laughs> no. It, it it makes zero fucking sense. I mean, listen, I want to go through some of these writers and directors because yes. I want people to know Oh my god. Even I guess when you're <clears throat> all have all the talent in the world, it doesn't fucking matter sometimes. Like, yep. We have Misha Green, first mm-hmm. writer that's on staff. She developed Lovecraft Country. Yeah. She helped write some of the, like, Spartacus, Blood and Sand. My God. I mean, these are not terrible. She was a, a staff writer on, what was these it? These are Emmy, Emmy-nominated shows. Yeah, on Spartacus. I mean, there, there's all these different things that she's done. Let's look at the next writer, Andrea Burloff. What has she done? Uh, oh, she's a screenplay for Straight Out of Compton. Uh- World Trade Center. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. things that are not terrible movies at all. Peter Craig. Let's see what he did. I'm pretty sure, oh, he did the Batman. Mm. But still, a major movie. Top Gun Maverick, The Town. I mean, honestly, even though we hated Top Gun Maverick, I would watch that film again any day over this film. He did Bad Boys for Life, you know? Like, there you go. The Unforgivable with Sandra Bullock. Like, 
12 Strong, really good. Yeah, he did the Hunger even, Games movies. Even Nikki Caro, right? The director of this film, Whale Rider, The Zookeeper's Wife, North Country with Charisse Theron. Remember that film? Oh, Charisse Theron. Theron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, all of these people are... T- she didn't... The director did Mulan. She directed Mulan, the new action movie. Like, oh, I didn't like Mulan. I didn't but, like, but it's, it's but not, still, it's not a and with movie. and with an E. And with an E, I would watch any of these shows and films again. <sighs> I don't. I I don't understand where this went. Film went wrong, Jade. Yeah, I'm going to give my rating. This is a fucking dumpster fire for me. I <laughs> I have zero desire. The only thing that maybe elevates it to just fucking trash is the action scenes but there's to me it's not even forgivable it's not because you had so much talent in this movie you could have made this you could have put a couple fucking film students together given them this script and it would have been better josh i 100 percent agree because they would have found unique ways to like actually give this a heart and a a real story and you could have done it for half the budget yes you could have yeah which would have been a better movie what budget does it even have? Because the sets, the scenes, they're barely there. Barely there. They're like in the wilderness half the time. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Agreed. You know what? I started out thinking maybe it was just a trash, but how angry I've been talking about this. <laughs> this is a dumpster fire, which is wild. I can't believe you've had two dumpster fires within you know five months. Ooh, what was our other dumpster fire? Uh, what are, what are, I just the ghost it? one? <gasps> Netflix has disappointed us twice. Yeah, we have a ghost. Two times. Dumpster fire. Two times Netflix has disappointed us. What's going on? I just don't... I I can't trust them anymore. I can't. Not their originals. No. I need I need feedback from someone else before I fucking watch some of this shit. Um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, number two Netflix movie to not watch and just delete just from your head today. No. It's called The Mother. It's streaming now on Netflix. Good God. <laughs> What's your plan? She needs protection right now. Who are you? From here on, you do everything I say. You're driving. I'm 12. Let's go. I hate it here. I want to go home. Not till you know how to survive. Everything it takes. You're scaring me. Every time I look at you, I'm scared. Look at the mess you made. You're not getting away this time. You burned down our entire world. Suffer. Yes. And once again, the absolute dumpster fire of a film that we reviewed this week was called The Mother. It's now on Netflix. Don't fucking watch it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely do not recommend. So we were going back and forth, Jade, trying to figure out what we want to watch next week. And, you know, I think we need to dive into the the bin a little bit. Yeah. You know, pull out some stuff. Pull some stuff from the past. Yeah. And you know what? I think we need to get away from from Netflix. Yeah. You know, they've they've been disappointing us recently. They've never been doing it. And you know what hasn't disappointed us in the past? Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. I don't. I think They've been pe- on it. People are sleeping on Hulu. Truly. I, yeah. I don't know why more people aren't. Like, also, if you're a fan of horror and thriller, they're like, they get a bunch of like indie horror thrillers like all the time. And half of them are pretty solid. Nice. Well, Jade, I know there's one that we kind of picked oh. out that looked really good. Yes. Can you talk about that real quick? So it's Escape Room. So this is an, a bit of an older film. Um, I have seen this previously, but I really love this movie so i already know that oh, for me bias but you're gonna, you're gonna, gonna be, be objective good. though like going into it again yeah? i will I, okay. you know what i'm gonna look through a different lens i'm actually gonna like look at different things 
before, but uh, it's where six strangers find themselves in circumstances beyond their control and must use their wits to find the clues or die. This is from 2019. Ooh, uh, pre-snap, pre- Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the before time. Before times, yes, yeah. And this movie also has a sequel, which I also really love, and if they would just round it out with a third movie, that would be great. There you go. Well, yeah. Well, Jade, I feel like we did a lot of bitching this show. We did. You know, I feel like we did... I feel like we need to end on a positive note. Yeah. Something that we can tell the people. Is, is there anything you've been watching that maybe you're, you're a little more happy with? So here's a positive for Netflix. Queen Charlotte. <gasps> I've been watching this. Yes. I think I'm one episode from the end. Oh, but wow. okay. I, I think I know where it's going. So I don't think there's any real surprises. Yeah. So, you know, spoiler alert if I talk a little bit about it. But um, it's been really good. So this is actually an original story from Shonda Rhimes written um, with, I think, Julia Quinn, the original writer, Richardson. Um, and it's kind of this like prequel story about Queen Charlotte and kind of her relationship with King George. And what's interesting is they pull a little bit from from history like actual king george iii did have some sort of disease or maybe mental health disorder some believe it was bipolar disorder um historians believe there um i forget what it's called but some sort of like blood disorder that causes like confusion and erotic behavior personally i think he's schizophrenic right like yeah i I was i was on the tip of my tongue jade because there's the scene (laughs) where he is like obsessed with astronomy, like yes. and seeing the planet Venus. But then he yeah. actually starts to see Venus, like in front of him, and I'm like, yes. "Oh, he's having like legit manifestations." Like, yeah, these are this is a beautiful mind kind of thing. You know, that's literally what I kept thinking. Yeah. Of. I was like, "This is basically beautiful mind." And Be- I was like, "Because at one point she feeds into the manifestation. She's like, oh, no, oh, it's me. I'm, I'm Venus.'" Venus. Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay, she's doing her thing to get him calmed down." Like, okay, yes. cool. Like, which this all leans towards schizophrenia for me. So. Yeah. I guess I could buy into the bipolar because he does get very manic at times, but like... Sure, but you don't start to like lose your mind. Like, I don't no. know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, know. I'm not a healthcare professional, so, you know. Yeah, definitely <laughs> This not. is just speculation. But regardless, I, I really... I enjoyed this series more than I thought I would. Mm. I thought they did such a great job of portraying kind of the struggles of their relationship and kind of how Queen Charlotte became Queen Charlotte because we've only known her from season one and two Bridgerton and she's kind of this like kind of off-putting character right like she cares so much about what people think of her and she's always afraid of like um not doing like you know basically not being in everyone's favor and you start to realize where it comes from in this show um also they kind of show a little bit about how much she actually has impacted um you know kind of the future of the royals like the fact that she is a black woman they address it this season that this wasn't the normal thing that black people were royalty at this time in england and they kept calling it the great experiment um when she married king george and um at some point lady danbury is kind of the voice of uh you know the community where she's like hey what you do matters and your decisions matter for us and your position is important because it, everything you do affects what happens to us and you start to see that throughout the series so i thought that was really nice and also really important well i thought it was interesting as well to kind of see the evolution of queen charlotte because yeah we see her in season one or two of bridgerton as like the pinnacle of society on yes the and you know she is the it person in society and mm-hmm. wants to be very much that it person and what we see is it took a long way for not only her to get into that position and to come to that position, mm-hmm. 
but also to bring the royals themselves to that position because yeah. the royals were very removed, as we see during this time, mm-hmm. from society as a whole. Like Edward did not go out into society because nope. of his illness, but also really didn't have an interest in being in that you know, just sphere of influence. He was yeah. the king and he took care of things that he cared about, but he didn't want to be in society. Yeah. And, you know, these different families were kind of the head and keeping people out of certain areas of society yep. where I feel like Charlotte really saw herself as this unifying figure that brought all of these houses together. And, Absolutely. you know, gave a voice to people who didn't have it before. Yeah, definitely. Because she's kind of the one that set up this idea of, you know, the balls and the dances during the taunt, during this different seasons. And you, you begin to realize that it's not superfluous. Like the way it, it kind of gets portrayed in seasons one and two of Bridgerton, you realize that the reason why she's doing this is because she is trying to connect everyone together and show that we are like one people essentially kind of ideology and and things like that so yeah it, it was a really good season i was yeah. very pleasantly surprised although the casting for her children i have a lot of questions about uh, i thank you like look i get that they're trying to show uh, reinterpret history but like some of those, some of those are white babies. Who's <laughs> like, white, whose white baby is that? Whose white baby is that? Because <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I think saying, they were. I'm talking pale white, like not like oh, like me, like yeah, I am. Yes, very white, like porcelain babies. Yes, and I'm like ah, uh, like I'm sorry. Is that your child? <laughs> is that how genetics work? Because like I'm. So and it wasn't confused. just one. Like if it was like one. I'd be like, okay. Sure. And like, it happens. Maybe. It happens. But there's thirteen. Like, she has thirteen like, children. Only two of them are mixed. Yeah. And the rest I, are white. Like and not even like oh you have some features like white 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 and I was I like, was like mm, okay the math's not math maybe that's the point I don't understand same I was like I don't okay you know I it was just a small note but it was a little weird yeah uh, there's a weird choice also they I am so sorry to these actors ugly fucking kids <laughs> <laughs> Josh some got the English genetics I don't, more heavily than others thank you I was yeah. like for a show that typically has hot people I was just a little they, blown away it, you know. I was like, oh, yeah. Those poor kids. <laughs> and I mean, they came from two attractive. We saw what they were like when they were younger. They should have been Dude. fucking hot as shit. Oh, I forget his name. The actor for young George. Yeah. yeah. They should have been hot as fucking Banging. shit. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. We don't know what happened. Anyway, Jane, well, you know, then we end on a positive note. So if you want to see that, it's Queen Charlotte. It's on Netflix. Yeah, but, that's uh, worth the watch. Where can folks find us between now and next week? You guys can follow us on all of our socials. We are on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook as Our Taste is Trash. You can also find us on our website, OurTasteIsTrash.com. Come back next week for our film, which is uh, streaming now on Hulu. It's called Escape Room. There it is. All right, come back next week. To get ourselves a treat.